0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Let me tell you, robots is really all of our business. We think about sci-fi movies uh, over the decades and uh, all the things that we saw that are both exciting and terrifying Seem to be happening more and more, and uh, so we're going to have a very interesting conversation today with Laura Riley. She is with the Washington Post. She's been on my show several times, and she's part of our. She's being with the Washington Post, part of our ongoing series with Washington Post reporters. We've been doing this now for almost a year. I love this series. I love the Post. I don't always agree with the Post. I'm kind of right of center. But what I like is the fact that it is a serious publication that uh, has got the type of depth and breadth of coverage that really only a hand, handful of papers have in the country. And I need that, and I appreciate that. And so uh, I'm a fan, WashingtonPost.com. I'm a fan of the series, and I'm a fan of Laura. Laura, welcome back.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Real quickly, uh th- describe to the audience again your your beat, which by the way, your beat is one of the reasons why I love the post. I bet I bet you're down to, I bet it's like single digits the number of media outlets that have a reporter that covers your beat.
1: Yeah, the business of food reporter. It sounds like a fake job, but that's what I do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's very interesting what you you bring. Today is going to be very interesting because you're going to talk about, obviously, an extension of that, which is the robots, the use of robots in uh, delivery food, but also just across the entire economy in so many different ways. Set the stage for us and tell us about your article, which, by the way, there will be a link to uh, over at priceofbusiness.com.
1: Well, so in the restaurant industry, robots are nothing new. But, uh, you know, going back a decade or two, it was often kind of entertainment in the dining room, whether that was a sushi rolling robot or, you know, uh, tiny drones delivering trays. I mean, there have been these experiments over years. But what we're seeing now is robotics moving in to fill some of those jobs that have been really hard to fill in fast food. So this is much more. Uh, in the kitchen, uh, utilitarian, it's not so consumer facing, you know, novelty robots. Uh, but we are starting to see the incursion of these robotic features in a, in a kitchen, you know, or, or, uh, a little bit in the dining room, uh, supplanting some of those workers where there have been real shortages.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I like the way you uh, where you positioned it. It was really almost like entertainment, right? A decade or, so, I mean, uh, you know, a few couple of years ago, uh, it was it was almost like entertainment. Uh, it isn't this fun? But now it's taken on a much bigger, much more important dimension, you know. And, and it's interesting because the economy is. It's weird to say it's hot. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's, I know when I took uh, my economics courses, my professors probably would uh, kind of frown on, my, on that expression, but it is kind of weird uh, in, in, in terms of labor shortage, shortages that are going on. You know? And a lot of it I wonder how, how long those would naturally last. I wonder how many of those are distortions of what happened when there was a a significant amount of uh, subsidy to help people through the pandemic. And as that goes away and, you know, uh, the wholesale trading of uh, jobs from people to robots, that that has some pretty dire consequences long-term-wise.
1: Sure. So for a lot of people, the restaurant industry is an entry-level job. It's your first job. You know, as a teenager, you put your hairnet on, you go to McDonald's. Um, a lot of times it's a first job for people who may not be native English speakers. Um, it's a job you can do if you have limited en- English language. Um, and, but those jobs have, through for the past three years, really been in short supply. We're seeing, you know, record unemploy- or low unemployment right now and the rest, restaurant industry just can't catch up. So a lot of those uh, low-skill jobs, you know, prep cook, uh, fry cook, those type things, um, there are a lot of vacancies that have diminished hours or, or what a restaurant can do, how, what, you know, how many hours it can keep its drive-through open. Um, and so there are companies, uh, White Castle, Jack in the Box, that are are investing in robotics right now. Uh, obviously it's a big outlay on the front end, but the idea is that they'll save money long term.
0: Yes, yes, and now you're getting me hungry for hamburgers. I grew up in Michigan, so I'm a big White Castle fan. All, everyone I know down in the South who have experienced White Castle grimace whenever I say that, but, you know, you like whatever you grew up on. So anyway, sure. talk about the, uh, you know, what you see happening going forward. You know, it, it promises a pretty big shift. The the belief, you know, historically, uh, particularly from free market-oriented economists, is that it, it doesn't eliminate child. It just changes the nature of jobs, you know. And I'll use examples. In, in a couple of de- a few decades ago, in India, you weren't allowed to just have uh, a lawnmower to cut the grass unless the lawn was above a certain size. Uh, you, people would use very large yard scissors on their yard, uh, and, and people would often get hired for it, and this isn't all of India, it's parts of India, but they get hired for it at pennies a day just in order to keep people employed. That's why they literally prohibited the technology. Um, now, you know, so, uh, you know, you begin to wonder long-term-wise, rep- you know, replacing people, and of course, jobs have changed. Guess what? They needed people to repair lawnmowers, and there was a whole new industry for selling lawnmowers as so they allowed that, but for some of these jobs, particularly with the examples you gave you kind of have to scratch your head about what the future is for these people.
1: Sure. I don't think it's inconceivable that you would go to a fast food restaurant 10 years from now and there wouldn't be anyone in the kitchen. It would be all robotics. Um, but, you know, we're we're a long ways off from that. For for now, it was interesting. I went to Miso Robotics in Pasadena, and, and they had kind of launched this idea as Flippy, the, the, the burger flipping robot. And they took the idea to White Castle, and White Castle said, yeah, that's nice. Sure, but our bigger headache right now is at the fry station. So, what do you have? You know, can you can you design us a robot there? Because that's where the the drive through line backs up. So um, they kind of went back to the drawing board and said, yeah, we could we could figure out a robotic arm, an articulated robotic arm that drops the baskets and that has multiple cameras that can kind of assess doneness. You know, okay, you oh this one is fries, this one is nuggets, etc. Um, and it turns out that's the station that is has the highest number of, of workplace accidents. It's hot. It's you know, it's kind of a miserable station to to own if you're in the in the, in the fast food business. Um, so it, it's in a way it's kind of giving a promotion to those fry cook jobs um, and allowing them to do other finishing work and bagging and you know adding the the, the condiments, those kinds of things. Um, but Obviously, long-term, we're talking about, you know, 200,000 fast food restaurants in the country. Each of them maybe employing 25 people at any given time. That's a lot of jobs that could go away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I, it does totally make sense, especially right now. The problem is how do you go back when there is not as much demand for labor? Good luck with that, right? And, and uh, uh, you know, things will change, and they'll change really permanently when it comes to to that. And so obviously, it's a very strong and compelling argument for it now uh, because of the way the uh, economy is, but it may not always be. But they won't go back, especially after they make that kind of capital investment. But again, the nature of jobs can change. Maybe the factories that are making those robots will hire some of these people uh, to do jobs there at a rate that's higher than certainly higher than White Castle. Who knows?
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the expectation is that, that there will, it will allow humans to pivot to things that are, um, require more kind of high-level thinking or problem-solving um, or kind of more finesse jobs. So let, let's hope that it moves that direction.
0: Yeah. What are some final thoughts and what are some things that you observed that uh, you found particularly important?
1: Well, it, so Flippy, I kind of watched him in action, uh, in San Diego at a, at a Jack in the Box, and he was aces at, at kind of the garden variety frying, but he was really, he kind of lost his mind when he had to make tacos. So it's, it's interesting to see these, these engineers, you know, these people who want to do like robotics for NASA, Thinking about why is this robot, you know, so bad when it comes to dropping the tacos and taking them back out? So it's it's interesting to see all of this thought brought to bear on the logistics of, of uh, all the you know all the things that go into the fryer later at a fast food restaurant. But they'll get through it, right? I mean, they'll 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 figure it out. And probably when all is, the dust is settled, these robots will be better at problem-solving than, than their human counterparts. Well, at
0: least they won't get uh, impatient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the, the, main to, the
1: graveyard shift, they're, they're fine with it. They never call out sick, so... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly.
0: The performance is the same at 2 a.m. as it is at 2 p.m., so you've got to love yeah. that. I've got to be honest with you. When I pick up a taco, if it's a, if it's a crunchy taco, it's a high likelihood I'm going to break it. I wouldn't last a day at, at Taco Bell. To, you know, as an employee. So uh, I, I can I can get that. Laura, always enjoy having you on. Looking forward to our next opportunity. And uh, keep up the great work.
1: Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.